Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, this is the Faith in Kids podcast. I can't tell you how pleased I am to be here. My name is Ed. I'm James. Welcome to the Faith in Kids podcast, where we are sort of talking about Halloween. Sort of. Yes. Yes. Only sort of. Only sort of. Yeah. And all will become clear. Yeah. Can I start with a whip around question? Please do. My question is going to be, what makes you different to other people? One is I get called Jam. That's a silly name. And I think people are a bit self-conscious when they call me Jam. And they, actually, when you say, is that is is your name Jam, do they smile? Do they think they've misheard you? I, yeah, I don't know. They think I'm like a Dutch guy called Jan. Um, <laughs> or, uh, but actually, when I sort of do grown-up BBC script writing work, uh, I'm James. Okay. And I think they, you know, so if somebody calls me Jam, they're probably a Christian. Okay. And speaking of which, the other thing that makes me different, I've noticed the skill that I have that other people don't have. In previous podcasts, I've talked about memorising tunes, but I'm not going to do that, is that when people say, can you just write a thing? I can just go, sure. And I have a blank sheet of paper and I start writing. And that is not normal. Most people panic at a blank sheet of paper and I don't. So that's what makes me different, I think, from most people. I have a very squidged up nose. Okay. So I used to, people used to talk about my nose a lot. Did they? They did at school. Oh. They used to mention it. Right. Uh, that makes me a bit different. I think I also, I have a simple brain. So I don't like things to be complicated. And I think that means God has made me able to explain things to other people that are simple too. Right. So now this is what you're going to discuss now, whether you're sitting in a car, in your kitchen, walking along. Where would be a strange place to be, Jam? In a submarine. In a submarine. Yeah. So wherever your family are, or even the, just the people you're listening to this, can you each answer the question, what makes you different? Yeah. How has God made you different to other people? Yeah. And stop fiddling with the periscope and get on and discuss that. <laughs> Off you go.
Halloween is on the way, and Christians often want to do Halloween differently. So we're thinking about what it is to be different. As Christians, we are different. Halloween is one place we're different, but we're actually different a lot of the time. We we're going to talk about that. Yeah. Jam, can we have a fun facts fight off? I would love to have a fun facts fight off. I will fight you with some fun facts. And it's quite simple, Jam. Yeah. I've got two, you've got two, yeah. and we're going to see who wins. We are, yeah. And um, shall I start? Yeah, off you go. So both of my fun facts are about pumpkins. Um, sorry about that. Don't, don't apologise, and Jam. it doesn't. And it doesn't even include the fun fact that the other day in a supermarket, my, uh, my kids spotted very, very small pumpkins that were called munchkin pumpkins. Oh. And they bought some and they're absolutely stunningly beautiful and cute and tiny. Yeah. Are they different colours or still orange? No, they look like they just look like pumpkins but really small. Okay. Um, but that's not my fun fact. No. No. That doesn't count. My fun fact is the word pumpkin showed up for the first time in the fairy tale Cinderella. What? That's the first time it was used in the English language? Apparently. A French explorer in 1584 first called them Gros Melon, which was translated into English as Pompillon. According to, um, according to this website I looked at, it wasn't until the 17th century that they were first referred to as pumpkins. So that, anyway. That, that, honestly, Jam, I'm going to struggle to beat that. Ready for my pumpkin fact? Please do. 10 million pumpkins will be grown in our country at the moment, and our country will throw away 8 million of them after Halloween without them ever being used. That's a tragedy. Except for carving them out into jack-o'-lanterns and putting candles in them. That is enough pumpkins to make pumpkin pie for everyone in the United Kingdom. So, I'm telling you now, do not bin your pumpkin before you've taken the flesh out the inside. So, after you've done all your jack-o'-lanterning things, after you've done all your candles in them, the day after Halloween, take them in and two recipes for you to look up. You can make pumpkin and almond waffles and you can make pecan and pumpkin pie. Both of those two I would love to eat. I've had a pumpkin soup where you actually just cook the whole pumpkin. You take the slice the lid off. You yes. take the take the seeds out, yeah. and inside you put chicken stock and Gruyere cheese. Yeah. And then you sort of scoop out the inside of the pumpkin with it, and you put the, and it's just absolutely delicious. That sounds so. Make yeah. one of these. Yes, or the largest pumpkin pie ever baked weighed uh, three thousand six hundred ninety-nine pounds in weight. Three hundred and sixty-nine pounds. Um, that might be about seven tons or something. <laughs> Anyway, uh, but that's not my other fun fact. No, that was a bonus fact. That's my bonus fact. Okay, next fun fact. My other fun fact is that the original jack-o'-lanterns were made with turnips and potatoes by the Irish. So it says here, in England, they used large beets and lit them with embers. And then Irish immigrants brought their customs to America, but found that pumpkins were much easier to carve. Oh, I bet they are. A turnip is a frighteningly hard yeah. root vegetable. Yeah. My second fun fact is the top five days where the most sweets are bought are all in October. And the 28th of October will probably be the day of the year when most sweets are bought. OK. So because of Halloween, we all go sweets bonkers. My children certainly do. Yeah. More about recently, people are going a bit more for popcorn as a healthy alternative. Yeah. OK. Now, Jam, I'm going to I'm going to say that's one all. Because okay. I think the first use of the word pumpkin in Cinderella beats everything. Oh, wow. Okay. And I'm quite pleased with my weeds. Lots of, we buy lots of sweets at, at, at Halloween. I would have thought Easter, you buy more sweets or even Christmas, but no. 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 It's October. 
And that and that's Halloween has just got big, hasn't it? It's got huge. Halloween is coming, and our friends and maybe us are doing a heap of fun things. You may know that Halloween actually is the night before All Hallows Day, which is a Christian festival to remember those who have died. But now it's mainly about costumes, pumpkins and dressing up either for fun or to frighten people. That's what Halloween has become. Mm. And that's what we're talking a little about now. I think it's time for Jam to read the Bible. This is Mark chapter 1 verses 32 to 34. That night after the sun went down, the people brought to Jesus all who were sick. They also brought those who had demons in them. The whole town gathered at the door of their house. Jesus healed many who had different kinds of sicknesses. He also forced many demons to leave people, but he would not allow the demons to speak because they knew who he was. When I was about nine years old, my brother gave me a T-shirt. He had made it for me. It was a gift. It was a white T-shirt, and on it he had painted a row of grey, identical stickmen. Their hair was the same grey hairstyle, their clothes were exactly the same grey trousers and jacket, and their hands just fell down beside them, and their faces looked exactly the same. In front of the grey men stood a blonde-haired boy with hair all over the place, with bright shorts and a stripy shirt and arms in the air and a great big smile. Can you tell why my brother gave me that shirt? He was saying that there is no fun at all in being just like everyone else. Could you imagine if everyone wore the same clothes and they had the same hair and they watched the same programmes and they played the same sport and they spent their money on the same things at the same birthday party? Oh, how dull. Imagine if everybody had the same birthday on the same day. It would be awful. Awful. My brother knew that I was finding it hard to be a Christian at school. I didn't like being different. And... And I kind of wanted to, be, wanted to be the same as everyone else. My brother was saying, be you. Be the one God made you to be. Serve others in the way God has gifted you to. Live the adventure knowing Jesus is with you. There is a verse that helps us with this. It's Romans 12 verse 2. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Did you hear the do not and the be? Do not conform. That means be like everyone else. Be grey. Do not try to be just the same. Instead, be transformed. You know what a transformer is. It's a robot in disguise. It starts as a car and then it becomes a robot. Wow, sound effects. I know. That's new. I added that. Be a transformer. Be transformed by what Jesus is doing with you, in you. Because of what Jesus has done, if we are trusting in him, he is changing us to be different people. He is transforming us to be more like him. Yeah. So don't just be different for the sake of it. Don't just be because that's that's often just called annoying. (laughs) But actually, we want to know more about what Jesus is like. And so I guess in this in this bit of Mark's gospel we had read earlier. Yes. Is like we now know that Jesus can defeat demons. No problem. No contest. Easy. And so that's going to affect the way that we think of Halloween and when people go around scaring each other and all that kind of stuff and they talk about this sort of thing. We've got different information. So we're being transformed by, by what Jesus is teaching, what he does. And he is transforming the way our hearts and our mind works. Yeah. So he's changing the decisions we make. 
So, exactly as you say, Jam, at Halloween, we know that Jesus is stronger than any other power. In the story, he was stronger than the power and he changed the people into someone better by taking the evil from them. So at Halloween, we get to ask the question, how can we be transformed? What would be better? What would be more wonderful? How could we use our gifts to serve instead of how can I be like everyone else? Why can't I be like everyone else? We are thinking differently, we are feeling differently and we are living for Jesus. One day we will meet Jesus. We don't want him to say, well done, you were just like everyone else. We want him to say, I made you different. I gifted you in special ways. You knew how to serve others and I made you more like me each day. Well done for living more like me. So this Halloween, ask yourself the question, how can I be more like Jesus? How can I be transformed? How can I be different? How can I be changed? How can I be better? Maybe even how can I use my gifts? What is your family good at? What are you good at? How can your family live for Jesus? That's a really good question to ask, isn't it? And it's going to be different. Every household's going to answer it differently. Every person's going to be different because we're all different. And Jesus has made us different. He's given us different gifts and abilities. Um, So it's exciting. Let me pray. Please do. Dear Father, thank you that when we're trusting Jesus, you are changing us to be more like him. Please, Father, help us to enjoy being different. Help us to enjoy being changed. Help us to be thankful that you are making us more like Jesus. And help us to make great decisions at Halloween and throughout the rest of the year. Amen. Amen. Now, here's a great song from our friends at Awesome Cutlery. This is a great song to listen to at Halloween, to remember that God is bigger than anything that frightens us, anything that is evil, and anything we don't understand. He is bigger, stronger, and he has us safe. Enjoy it. Sometimes life can get us down, things that happen make us frown, slip on a banana skin Trip and fall into a bin Sometimes we just wonder why Things that happen make us cry We get ill or hurt ourselves But we can always tell each other We can always tell each other God is
We've talked enough. Now you talk. Ed has some questions, his four curveball questions for different ages. What should people talk about, Ed? I've got four questions. Ready? If you are under five, I want you to think of one of your friends. How has God made you different to them? How has he made you different, special? If you are five to seven, how has God gifted you to serve? What is the special gift God has given you? Is it that you are good at looking after people? Is it that God has made you with a great brain for maths, for adding up numbers? Is it that God has made you arty or sporty or quick? How has God gifted you to serve others? If you are eight to 11, how, if you are trusting Jesus, can you see that God has already transformed you? If you've been trusting Jesus for a while now, Can you see how you have changed? How has God made you more like Jesus? And it might be you have to turn to a parent or someone else in your family and ask them because we change slowly and we may not even notice we've changed. And then finally, if you're over 11, perhaps a teenager, I think if you're that age, you find it hard to be different. I remember I found it very hard to be different at that age. So next time you feel different, what will you say to yourself? Now, be careful. I'm not looking for the right answer. I want you to decide what you will say to yourself when you feel different and you're not enjoying it, that you believe, that you are convinced by. What are you certain of that you will say and think, yes, that's true? So I'll run through them quickly. Under fives, how has God made you different to your friend? Five to sevens, how has God gifted you to serve? Eights to elevens, How has God already transformed you? And over 11s, what will you say to yourself next time you feel different because you're trusting Jesus? Have a chat. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This is the part where you can make some noise.